Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Lazy Christian Podcast. I'm Mitchell. And I'm Allie. Today we are going to dive deep into the story of brotherly love turned fatal as we venture into the story of Cain and Abel. They're the first sons born to Adam and Eve. As you know, we've been going through the book of Genesis. We've talked about the creation of heavens and earth by God, the Garden of Eden with its beyond belief design. We also talked about how the first human Adam was made, as well as the creation of the appointed helper, and wife, Eve. Then things go dark, a little bleak, as God prohibits the two not to eat of the tree of truth and knowledge. And yet almost the inevitable happens. All while being convinced by a slithering serpent. Now, as stated in episode 3, we were going to go straight into the book of Exodus, but we thought, why stop there in Genesis? As there's much more story to tell. And that's where we brought up Cain and Abel, the first brothers, and how the cursed sin took over the one said Cain. I know, right? Poor Abel. Abel. But yeah, here we go. Let's take a plunge into the first murder. This is the story of Cain and Abel, as told by the Lazy Christians. Allie, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's go. Let's start off by reading the first few verses of Genesis 4. Eve became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain, she said, With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs of his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Although the Bible does not explicitly state how Cain erred in presenting his sacrifice, we can draw a conclusion based on what it does not tell us. The fact that Abel gave God the best portions of his flock implies he gave God the best of what he had. While no distinction is made regarding Cain's sacrifice, it implies that he did not offer God the best of his crop. We can also conclude from from these verses that God set a time and place for this worship and set a way on how to worship. Because he rejected Cain's and accepted Abel's. One did right, the other didn't. Something else verse 4 shows us is both Cain and Abel believed in God and wanted their offerings to be accepted. In fact, Cain got upset that God rejected his offering. He immediately saw himself as a victim, not a recipient of a response that he had rightfully earned. Instead of being humbled by God's reaction and determined to change his ways, he got angry. God warned him about his anger and told him he would be accepted if he did what was right. We read in Genesis verses 5 through 7, Why are you so angry? The Lord asks. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what's right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. One of the things we learn in our podcast over Genesis 3, The Ultimate Sin, which you can go back and listen to, is that God taught Adam and Eve, and then then through them, Cain and Abel, that to come into his presence, you must deal with sin. The only way to deal with sin is through sacrifice. Cain allowed his anger and jealousy to get the better of him. And ironically, the freedom he thought he would have by rejecting God's guidance and doing it his own way, not the way God instructed him, in turn made him a slave to his misguided emotions. 
This later led him to murder his brother. Genesis 4.8 reads, One day Cain suggested to his brother, Let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the fields, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. This terrible outcome serves as a reminder of the penalties of sin, that is. The consequences of being too arrogant to acknowledge our mistakes and make the necessary corrections. Cain turned his jealousy against Abel. Instead of having a repented heart and trying to figure out why God was not pleased with his contributions, his unwillingness to own up to his heirs was ultimately the reason he was unable to reply with humility. He made a decision to give in to jealousy and carry on with his sinful and haughty behavior. In Proverbs 6, verses 16 through 19, it reads, There are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness who pours out lies, a person who sows discord in a family. What I like about the story is we see Cain facing the same type of struggles that every human after him will eventually face. Now, I'm not talking about killing your brother or your sister. I'm talking about the struggle of dealing with your sinful nature. God tells Cain in verse 7, Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Have you ever felt the presence of sin crouching at your door, waiting and looking for a way to get in? I know I have. It's the struggle we all face when living in and dealing with our sinful nature. I love the comparison God makes of crouching. It gives this picture of a wild animal. It's hiding, watching, and waiting for just the right moment to attack and overtake you. This is exactly what sin does. Paul says in Romans 7, verse 21, I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. What we need to know as Christians is we shouldn't be surprised if there is a part of you that wants to indulge in sin. Unfortunately, this is how our sinful nature works. Though we know what is right and wrong, we are drawn towards the wrong. This sinful nature was a direct result of what was birthed in Adam through his disobedience in the garden. And it was then passed down to his sons, Cain and Abel, and has been making its way through every generation since. This by no means gives us a license or an excuse to sin. We're just sharing with you the reason why you may be drawn to sin more than you like. Sin always has consequences and ultimately results in death. Not necessarily a literal death, like with Cain and Abel, but it could be a death of a relationship, a way of life, the death of joy, the list goes on. Cain's sin caused him to be exiled from his home, lose his sibling, and spend the remainder of his days wandering the planet. However, Cain's banishment serves as a symbol of God's unending kindness. God gave Cain permission to begin a new life in a different location after he killed Abel and marked him to keep people from killing him. God demonstrates here to us that he is a God of grace and second chances, despite our frailty and utter depravity. As it says in 1 John 1, 9, But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. We've talked about Cain a lot in his sinful nature, but there were two men that made a sacrifice to God. Cain's was rejected, but his brother Abel's was made in faith and accepted by God. If we read in Hebrews 11.4, it says, It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. 
Abel's offering gave evidence that he was the righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. What we can learn here is that there are two ways of worship. The Cain way, which is doing it your own sinful, selfish way, and the Abel way, done in faith and obedience. Obedience is the outward expression of faith in God, and it demonstrates our love for Him. Paul writes in Galatians 6 verse 9, So let's not get tired of what doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. The Canic way of thinking and doing things still exists today. It is the cause of problems that exist today between individuals and nations. People respond angrily when they feel abused and insulted. Furthermore, people have tragically been mistreated by others much too often. This narrative teaches us that distrusting in God and giving in to Satan's pressure to reject God frequently results in mistrust and disdain for other people. Here at the Lazy Christian Podcast, this is the essence of who we are. We are surrendering laziness and embracing faith. We want to encourage you to have faith and obedience like Abel, to surrender your laziness and selfish ways of Cain. Our hope is that you could put your faith in God instead of your surroundings or circumstances. And the best way to do that is to draw closer to God by reading his word and applying it to your life. Listening to our podcast won't hurt either. Let's take a look at some things, some things we can learn from the story of Cain and Abel. Worship of God is a serious undertaking, according to John 4, verse 24 in the Bible. We are to worship God in spirit and truth. We can act and pretend, go through the motions. However, God is not duped. He desires our very best effort from us. This is because he deserves it, not because he is in need of anything from us. Don't allow anger or sin to overtake you, that you follow its evil desires. This is the spirit of Cain, and just like it didn't work out too well for Cain, it won't work out well for you either. We need to learn to regulate our rage. Paul suggests that it's acceptable to be angry as long as we don't let the anger lead us to sin. He states in Ephesians 4 verse 26, Don't be angry, but do not sin. Cain was angry, and that anger led him to sin. There are repercussions for sin. Cain now has to answer to God for his actions. Cain cannot bear the whole weight of God's loving judgment on his sin. And you can read this in Genesis 4, verse 13. Seek a better way. What if, instead of Cain getting mad and killing his brother, he sought to worship God in a better way? He could have asked God what he did wrong or what he should do differently. Or he could have asked his brother for help. Had Cain taken the high road instead of lashing out in anger, we could have had a much different outcome. Two brothers getting along and helping one another worship God. What we give makes a difference. Give like Abel and not like Cain. This applies to giving to both God and people. As for God, he doesn't need anything from us. So when we give anything to him, it's more about our hearts towards him than the thing itself. What Cain gave reflected a heart that doesn't highly honor God. When we take what we offer God lightly, we have a heart similar to Cain's. Abel moved in faith. Not how he felt, not what he thought, or what he wanted. Cain's worship was tied to his feelings. 
by coming to God how he wanted and not how God required. The result was sin. So what's it going to be, folks? You choose. Are we going to worship God the Abel way or Cain's way? Because Abel gave everything, the best of his flocks, everything he had. And Cain gave too little. Abel was accepted and Cain was rejected. You choose. Let's end this podcast with a prayer. Please bow your heads. Dear Heavenly Father, I worship in your I worship you in your way, not mine. I will sacrifice for you, Lord, in pure faith. I will give you the best of what I have. And if it shall be rejected, I will accept the response I have rightfully earned. I will change my ways and humble myself to your will. Let me be always aware of sin crouching at the door. For, Lord, I have a repentant heart, and you shall see the best of what I have to offer. In faith, I will forever depend on you, Lord, in your precious and almighty name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. As always, make sure to like, subscribe, and comment. And where can they find us at, Ali? On all social media platforms, look for us, The Lazy Christians, The Lazy Christian Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, as always, I'm Mitchell. And I'm Allie. Have a blessed day. Thank you.